Have you ever thought about your rights and freedoms regarding your money and its impact by legislation from all levels of government? Welcome to the Information Edge with your host, Darren Yancey. Darren has over 40 years of experience in key sectors of the economy, and he's been knee-deep in politics for over a decade. He's going to get into detail on these sectors, the politics surrounding them, what they mean to you, and how you can protect yourself and be involved. Now, live from Texas, your host, Darren Yancey. All right, folks, happy Wednesday. Um, We have decided to cancel the building of the ark. Um, We had animals lining up two by two. Um, We were starting to float away, and then all of a sudden the rain stopped. The skies opened up. We've got sunshine, and now, of course, uh, because uh, the skies opened up and it's creeping up to June in Texas, that means the temperature has creeped up and all of a sudden the humidity has creeped up. So we went from being somewhere in the 70s and pleasant temperatures to now in the low 90s with 100% humidity all overnight. Gosh, wasn't that fun. Today, we are going to be talking about a world without truckers. You might go, well, what do you mean a world without truckers? That's nonsense. Why would we even have that discussion? Because the reality of the situation is we've got a lot of things going on in the truck driving sector and the trucking sector that are not positive. And if you don't understand by now how important trucking is to the United States economy, I guess you've been Rumpelstiltskin and perhaps sleeping under a rock. But one thing that we got an opportunity to see during this past year, during the pandemic, is just how important our supply chain is and how critical truck driving is. Folks, everything you have in your home, I don't care if it's article closing, if it's furniture, food in the uh, pantry, items in the refrigerator, gas in your car, the car itself, everything you have was bought to the point of purchase by a truck. Now, I know if you research it, you'll go, well, you know, they only say 70%. We've still got stuff that's brought in by planes and trains, yada, 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 and ships. Well, that's true. You do. But when those things are brought in, a truck has to go and get them and take them to that final point of destination. So 100% of the goods and services moved in the United States are brought by truck. It's what allows us to have one of the greatest standards of living in the world, and it's what allows this country to have a form of civilization and really wealth that is unrivaled by any other nation. So it's part of our transportation network. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's there, but the problem is we gave truckers love last year in terms of, oh gosh, we, we recognize you and we, we do this. The problem is we still got a lot of things going wrong in the industry, and they're things that you, the consumer, can help change. And we're going to get into some very specific topics that are happening on the industry or, and are being proposed to happen in the industry that will directly impact your pocketbook. We're going to explain how that happens. Today, we have got Lisa and Lee Schmidt. Uh, they have their own little show called Trucking Across America with the Schmitz. They are over-the-road truckers. Uh, they specialize in very hard-to-move items because they have a very long truck and trailer for it. They're on the road. They've taken the time today to pull over, call in, and talk with us. How are you guys doing today? Good, Darren. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, doing good. All right. Well, fantastic. There's three things I want to cover today specifically that we can that we know will have negative impact. And I wanted to start with HR 2687, which was really a resurrection of HR 3782 from a couple of years ago. And that is the the notice to potentially raise liability limits from one million to five million dollars. Right now, I mean I know two years ago when that was proposed there it was chatter, but we weren't really worried about it. Right now, we're worried about it. What's going, what are you guys hearing amongst your peers in the, in the trucking industry should this pass? Uh, well, according to our insurance expert, it won't five times our insurance rates, but it's going to cause a big increase in our insurance costs, no matter how you cut it. You know, we're at $750,000 right now, minimum liability insurance, and that's what they want to raise to $4.9 million. Do I think it'll end up at $4.9? No, but we are going to end up somewhere between $2 million and $4 million as our final requirement. And, you know, there's truck drivers right now, currently the rates are pretty good, but 
there's still guys out there that are taking freight for $1.50 a mile, and the cost to run a truck now are $1.60 per mile nationwide. So if so you increase our money. insurance, yeah. correct, correct, which means they're going to go out of business. And you raise our insurance, you know, the rates are going to go up. And anytime our rates go up, that translates into consumer good costs going up. Because it costs more to ship it down the road. Right. So. Well, I know right now, I mean, this resolution is going to be part of whatever they put into the infrastructure bill. Um, and, and there's going to be a lot of components that go into that. I don't think there's any chance of stopping it coming out of the house. Um, because right now, anything, I mean, right now they've got a number, they've got a slim majority. They're going to pass everything they can. They're going to throw it against the wall and see if the Senate passes it through. So the real question is going to be, is, do, is there enough votes on the Senate side that's going to get this bill through? And I think that's I where. I don't think that there is. I don't, I don't think, well, you and I were talking the other night, and we, let's, let's just throw the name out there, and uh, I'm, I'm going to step on his toes a little bit. He's from my state, and I don't think he, sometimes he does everything right. Uh, Texas Senator John Cornyn indicated he might support that. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Um, I can tell you right now uh, there's going to be an effort to roll him back on that. I think before it's all said and done, I think he'll roll back. I think the ones that we have to be careful of, um, are realistically, you never know what Mitt Romney's going to do. I, I, and if, if he actually uses his brain, he votes against it. The real wild card out there, I think, is Lisa Murkowski on the Republican side. I think she knows she's out of the, a job in 2022. The problem that we are running into as truck drivers, the news media has portrayed us so much to be the bad people when there's an accident involved. And it's usually not our fault. But right. the media is telling all these people that we need this so that you're covered and these unrealistic lawsuits that happen. That's why this is going on. But we need the American public to realize, okay, this might do good to help you guys make you feel good for a few seconds. But there's automatic increases in this. So, all right, it's 4.9 million this year. Let's say they settle for four. Next year it could be 7.9. These costs are all going to translate to them. So it's going to be $8 a gallon milk, $12 for a two-by-four. We can't sustain this to get pushed off onto us just for a few good reason. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you're one of these proponents out there, this is, well, we're going to solve this issue if the drivers aren't there by putting out autonomous uh, technology. Um, we're going to pour gasoline and burn that real quick because autonomous technology has got loads and loads of problems in it uh, in terms of not only being reliable, not only being safe, but in the event, because here's the thing, folks, if, if, if they say, well, we're not going to have uh, any more truck drivers, we're going to do all this by some type of autonomous technology, there's no way it's not going to be hackable. There's no way you can't turn it into a weapon. It's just not feasible. And those that are telling you otherwise just are lying to you. So we've got to deal with the situation. Um, there are plenty of people that want to become truckers and want to stay truckers, but they've got to be able to make a living doing it. They've got to be able to pay their bills. They've got to make a profit. This is not communist China. This is capitalist America. And if you don't like it, get on a plane or a boat and get the hell out of here because those of us that help build this nation are not going to let it go down the drain. So the reality is we've got to make this happen. And folks, if what, what Lee just said is really important. If you think you've seen a drip uh, go up on the cost of milk or the cost of bread, if these folks that right now have to take an increase in insurance, and I think, let's look, I think they're going to try to do, if anything, they're going to try to do the $2 million limit. That doesn't mean a doubling in premium, but it does mean probably a 30 to 40% increase in premium. That's still significant. You can't just suck that up. What are you guys paying right now for your truck insurance, Lisa? She just said, I'm sorry about that. She'll come back in. Um, we are at $2 million liability. We have already. Mm -hmm. And our insurance costs are pretty much double what everybody else is paying right now. Are you having to do that because of the, with the, the freight that you're hauling? Yes, because of the freight we haul. So our actually operating costs minimum is right around $4. 
to cover the cost okay. of everything. Okay. Now, here's here's a question, and we're going to get into this a little bit more in the section because we're coming up on a hard break. Did you have to buy your regular insurance and an umbrella, or were you able to get one policy that, that, got, that got the limit? We got one policy that got the limit, but it's not going to be able to go higher. Now we'll have to get an umbrella if they go through with this. Okay. And what, what that means is, folks, a lot. this is one of the issues that Congress doesn't consider when they make these laws is, okay, well, they want to stick out these limits, is whether or not there is a ready, willing, and able insurance industry that is willing to go, okay, we'll provide the limits. Um, and there's a number of reasons right now that they're not ready, willing, and able to provide the limits. Number one, we're seeing a massive attack on the trucking industry from the plaintiff's lawyers trying to go in and just absolutely suck them dry. By the way, when this bill was originally introduced in 2019, the actual drafting author of it was a plaintiff's lawyer out of Pennsylvania 8 that put it forth. Mr. Uh, Garcia has kept it, but let's be honest here. This is a gift to trial lawyers. So you're not going to see insurance companies just running out to raise the limits of liability so that they can then turn around and be soaked in lawsuits. So there's one thing to have, say, we're going to raise the limits. There's an entirely different to actually have practical application of that. All right, folks, we're coming up on a hard break. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast. We've got special guests Lee and Lisa Schmidt, over-the-road truckers, joining us today. You can join us, too, at 866-472-5788. We're going to pay a few bills, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge podcast. Remember, this is a live show. You can call in and be a part of it, 866-472-5788. Today, we are talking with Lee and Lisa Schmidt, the folks that help bring America to you. Uh, They're currently sitting in a uh, place in Arizona, taking time out of their busy schedule to share with us some issues that we have in trucking. And, you know, there used to be a saying that, uh, and it's still a good saying, as goes the car industry, as goes America. Well, today, we have to add to that, as the trucking industry goes, so goes America. And right now, it's got some issues. And it's got issues that are not, we can't, these are not things that we cannot uh, deal with and fix. That's the great thing. None of this is, is incorrectable. 
it's all correctable. First is the perception, do we need to go to $5 million of, of insurance? And the answer is no. Um, now, the, the thought process is that the current 750000 and most carry a million, by the way, uh, is insufficient to meet up with the cost of living increase since this was put into effect many, many years ago. That's actually a true statement. The challenge is when you look at the frequency of the number of accidents that truck drivers and other commercial autos are actually in, that is an inaccurate statistic. It's being blown out of proportion. Okay. And as Lee said in an earlier segment, most of these accidents, they're not the truck drivers. How many times have you seen some idiot cut in front of an 18 wheeler and give them no room and they have to hit their brakes? That's not the truck driver's fault. You know, if you've got someone, if you've got an 18-wheeler coming down a lane and you're picking your nose, get out of their way. Don't do things to, to disrupt them. So my concern is if they pass this, I don't think there's enough insurance companies out there right now. I, I know this market very well. We've actually been trying to put together a company for two years. I know what the rates are. I know what the underwriting guidelines are. I know who the players are. And I can tell you right now, there's not enough players out there that are going to go, yeah, we'll raise it to two to five million. It's not going to happen. Now, that may mean you have to get one policy and a second policy called an umbrella. And for those of you listening that don't know what an umbrella policy is, it's a secondary policy that provides an additional layer of protection on top of your primary auto, or in this particular case, a commercial auto policy, and it's designed to cover those additional losses. The problem is the excess and surplus lines markets that offer these policies are not going to openly open their arms and say, well, absolutely, we're just going to cover all this. Now, there's a lot of carriers that do have this, but to make everybody that's got a DOT number, which, by the way, that's not just truckers, okay? That's tow truck people. That's anyone that has uh, a vehicle whose weight puts them in a category where they have to get what's called a motor carrier number. That's more than just the over-the-road trucker. So the impact of this uh, will be wide, and it will be very expensive. So right now, the average cost for a gallon of milk is anywhere from, depending on where you buy it, 225 to 325 That will go up dramatically. Your cost for bread, your cost for gas, basically your cost for everything because there has to be a transfer of that. Now, Lee, have you guys always had to keep $2 million, or is this something that happened in this past year? No, it's just recently we've gone to two million, but I have had umbrella policies to five million. And let me tell you, that was just one trip. Mm-hmm. If if it's if we got to pay like that all the time, it will break people. Well, you know what? Let give pe- give people an example. Okay, here's here's what you paid for your million dollar policy, and here's what the umbrella cost. Get specific. Let people people have to understand these are real dollars here. What what was the dollars here that you had to do? I want to say it was years ago, and I want to say I was right around thirty-five cents a mile for what it cost me for my normal policy. And then when I had to have the umbrella, they were damn near a dollar a mile going out. So I went from Illinois to California. I want to say it was eighteen hundred dollars just to have that umbrella policy specifically for that load. Yeah, just a, and that's just a one, one trip. trip. Yeah, one trip. Umbrella yeah. policies, folks, because you're talking about not they're they're, they're multiple millions. They're, they're going to be expensive. Okay, um, if you're spending ten to fifteen thousand dollars for a truck right now, and that's going to go to fifty, you know, eighteen to twenty two, potentially twenty five thousand dollars annually to drive a truck. That cost has to be pushed down. So you, the American consumer, is going to directly hit your pocketbook. So don't buy this nonsense that all these truckers are out there killing people. That's not the case. Most of these accidents are actually caused by other people. What's happened is there's been some very skilled plaintiff's lawyers who have been able to find ways to turn juries to create what we call nuclear lawsuits in the industry. And I got to tell you something, these nuclear lawsuits uh, are, are on the verge of not only bankrupting a lot of insurance companies, but the trucking industry. We're starting to see some things come out of it. Texas has just come out with Senate Bill 19, which is going to change some ways uh, of, of evidence that can be introduced into lawsuits to help reduce those. I think it's going to have to be a state-by-state basis. I don't think we're going to get anybody in the House or Senate to come up with this. But let's get back to some very something we talked about in terms of do we really think it's going to pass the Senate? I think it's going to come out of the House with no, with no issue. But is there anybody in the Senate that we're going to see? I think, obviously, on the Republican side, we've got to work on Mr. Cornyn. 
possibly Ms. Murkowski. Here's the question. Is there anybody on the Democrat side that can we that can be peeled off? Is Senator Joe Manchin one of those can be peeled off? Lisa, what do you think about him? I think in the end, he goes with the Dems. Um, you know, this whole infrastructure, if they get it through committee that this is an amendment to this infrastructure bill, then we're talking as a package deal. And the pressure will be, do you not feel our roads and bridges need to be fixed? Well, of course we do. We all do. Especially us truck drivers. We want them fixed. It's a matter of who are you going to charge to build these and how many companies are you going to put out of business with your unintended consequences of these laws? Mm-hmm. Well, I know at this point he's been he's been dodgy on the question. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody else on the Senate side. There's a couple of the, the Democrat senators that were not for the PRO Act that are possible, maybe peel-offs. I think the key thing is, as long as they, is the filibuster is maintained, which I do think the filibuster is maintained, Manchin is on record that he will uh, not support destroying the filibuster. If that's the case... I don't think it gets enough votes, but it's very close. And so what we're going to get into later in the show, folks, is, is how you can be impactive on these. Now, that one's coming out of the U.S. Senate Committee on Commerce, Science, and Transportation. Is that correct, Lisa? Yes. Yeah, okay. and I keep trying to find out when it's going to committee, and I thought it was supposed to go to committee today, but, you know, these guys change dates and schedules really quickly. It's hard to keep up, so you hear anything let us know definitely yeah it's it's one of those you you got to stay on top of it on a constant basis switching gears here um you know one of the things that we've also got to talk about is the potential impact and we talked about it before of the pro act now i i basically i, I don't think the pro act is going to pass and i'll tell you the reason i don't think the pro act is going to pass is because you've seen joe biden come out with an executive order that is almost trying to enforce the pro act um, which can be challenged legally. And we also know there's a lot of problems with the PRO Act, but obviously the House is going to give it the blessing. What are you seeing on the Senate side for that since our last conversation? We know Manchin is still in the, he still says he's there. I'm not certain that he, he stays there. I know there's three Democrat senators that are still out on that. Has there been any other movement on it? Well, I saw on Twitter the other day someone was cheering because they got three Dems on their side. And I know that the unions are the ones that are threatening the Democrats that if you don't get this passed, you won't get our support in the future, which I don't see the union supporting the Republicans. So I don't think that's, that threat has much behind it. Um, they want this PRO Act very bad. So if they don't get it in the infrastructure bill, they're going to try it in the Thrive Act, I'm hearing. So... You know, that one's, that one's a toss-up right now. Now, the Thrive Act, that's one I haven't laid my eyes on. Kind of go into detail on that if you can. It's, it's about the Green, green um, New Deal kind of stuff, and mm -hmm. it's got um, positives for employees in there, so the PRO Act will fit perfectly in there if they can't get it through in the infrastructure bill. They're not going to give up. The Democrats will fight tooth and nail for the entire year to get this through somehow, some way before the 2022 elections. Um, you know, will they succeed in the end? I certainly hope not. And I certainly hope that the 27 states that will lose their right to work have a big say in this matter. Well, see, there's there's the challenge with that. Um, realistically, and, and this is where the PRO Act has problems from a constitutional standpoint they're taking away states' rights in that bill that they do not have the constitutional authority to do, okay? They, right. You can't throw everything under the Interstate Commerce Clause and say, we have the right to regulate, okay? You have the right to regulate what goes between states, but if I, if I have labor in states and I have in, uh, independent contractors in a state, you don't have the right to regulate that. And so I think that's a problem. The bigger thing people need to understand what the PRO Act means is the PRO Act is a, is a readjustment uh, or redefining of over 58 to 59 million independent contractors in the United States, of which a significant amount of truck drivers fall in that classification. And if this bill passes, there are not ready, willing, and able firms that are going to come out there and hire these people on, whether you're a truck driver, whether you're a freelance writer, anything you consider an independent contractor. 
and the absolute devastation to the employment market, uh, it's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. And so it's critical that this bill not pass in any way because realistically, I don't know how much damage it would be done until it could be legally challenged. You would hope that there would be groups that would come out uh, to file to, to stop it immediately. But, you know, right now you can't count on that. So the key thing is to go through. And again, we're going to talk about how to go through as we come up uh, to the final uh, segment on how people can be involved in this. But I think the real thing is to keep pressing on um, these folks that have shown that they're not going to support it. And, and you know, keep look, we've got problems on both sides of the aisle. And I don't like a lot of what the Democrats do. But if they do something that's good, if I've got three Democrat senators who say we're not going to support the PRO Act, they need to be told that's a good thing. Um, I'm curious, though, we, need, we probably need to do a little research to find out if indeed those three that you're talking about were the three that were not supporting it, uh, because that's a big problem if they did. But again, it's going to get down if this gets into, if we've still got the Senate filibuster, I don't think it has the votes to pass. And that's where it's going to get into an I- issue, because if it's because this is one of those those situations, this type of bill, it's got to have those 60 votes. And I know there's not 60 votes there to go. All right, folks, we're coming up again on a hard break. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast with Darren Yancey. We're going to pay a few bills and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel. Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the podcast. Remember, this is a live show, 866-472-5788. You are welcome to call in and be a part of the conversation. We require two things. You talk, you don't yell. And we don't use profanity. If you do, you're going to hear that great flushing sound. Now, we've got Lee and Lisa Schmidt of uh, Trucking Across America with the Schmidts. They are over-the-road truckers. We've been talking a couple of things. H.R. 2687, which is a proposal to change insurance from $750 to $5 million effectively. It's right at five, which will have a dramatic imp- increase on their cost which will be passed to you, the consumer. The other we've been talking about, the PRO Act. The PRO Act is effectively, it's a pro-union bill uh, that is designed to strip states' rights of their ability to stop unionizations 
if they want to do so. In other words, uh, if you live in one of the 27 states that says, hey, we're a right to work state, you can have unions or you not have unions, that goes away, which means you're a business owner in those states and they want to unionize, you have to let them and incur all those costs. That's part of the problem. That's a big problem. The other problem is, is reclassification of how the independent contractor is defined. And that is a huge, huge issue because there's almost 59 million people in the United States that call themselves independent contractors. And if this goes through, uh, it's going to wipe out how they do business. And it's being sold as a way to improve wages and benefits for people by reclassifying them. Well, that's all good. Uh, if there is someone that is ready, willing, and able to take that person who is therefore no longer classified as an independent contractor and now an employee and offer them a job where they would have said better wages and said better benefits. The problem is there's a reason that businesses hire independent contractors. It's a way for them to do business and save money. So if you change that, it's going to go through. So how is this going to impact you, the American consumer? Well, number one, if you're an independent contractor, you're probably going to be out of business. That's devastating. Number two, we've been talking about this from a trucking standpoint. If our truckers are out there and their classifications changed and, and there's no there's no one there to hire them on, okay, then it's a matter of whether or not they can get freight and run it on their own and be profitable. We've been talking about what it costs to operate a, a truck now. Uh, it's a buck 65 a mile. So if they can't make that, they can't stay in business. This is real stuff and it's stuff that you've got to be a part of. And again, right now, all this stuff, it's coming out of the house like rapid fire out of a, out of a machine gun. The Senate is where this stops. Okay. The, the, the U.S. senators on the Democrat side that were not supporting this were Senator Mark Kelly, Senator Sinema, and Senator Mark Warner. You need to call them up and let them know, please don't support the PRO Act. Whether you agree with any other vote that they do, you need to let them know, thank you for not supporting the PRO Act, and let them know why it's important that they continue to not support it because it will have devastating impacts on the America. The unions don't, for whatever reason, they're not thinking clearly of the potential impact of, of the devastating impact because there's not enough companies out there to hire 59 million Americans as employees if they're shut off as independent contractors. And it's a fool and an idiot that believes that. Don't be fools and don't be an idiot and believe that stuff. We don't want that to happen. Now, the last thing that we're going to get into that's a little bit uh, on the dicey side is there's a lot of money that's being talked about on how to uh, spend on infrastructure. And there, you're going to see money proposals from six to seven hundred billion all the way up to four trillion and all points in between. Okay. Now, infrastructure traditionally has been defined as maintaining roads, highways, byways, bridges, things of that nature. What it is not included has been uh, defining uh, providing uh, health care and daycare for people or doing bikes and walkways in municipalities. Right now, you've got a party that wants to codify those things, make them law, pass monies where they can not only do it now, but in the future. Again, that's another invasion of states' rights, folks. And by the way, those are all against the Constitution. To take away a state's right, you have to do a constitutional amendment because the states have to vote on it. And guess what? They're not going to approve it. So there's a lot of issues with a lot of these bills that are trying to come right now out of the United States Congress. The Senate is the firewall. And that's why we're talking about very specific people. But right now, there's been a way coming out to talk about how to fund all of this spending they're wanting to talk about, which is called a vehicle miles tax. And that vehicle miles tax, if you, any of you have followed me, listen to my Friday show, Kurt and I talk about this quite a bit. And effectively, what the vehicle miles tax is, first off, the trucking industry already pays this, by the way. They pay what's called a, uh, a fuel tax, and they have to write down their miles, and they have to write where they go, and they pay a tax on that, and they will tell you, as I'm fixing to ask them, it's a pain in the ass. Now they're being asked to fund even more for infrastructure, but folks, understand something. We're going to hear from the Schmitz on this in a second on their perspective, but un don't be fooled. This vehicle miles tax will come out and hit everyone because they're trying to spend ungodly amounts of money. They're trying to find ways to fund it. And this is one of the few ways that they think they can do it and invade your privacy to do it. Now, Lee, we were talking about the tweet that John Cornyn sent out. Why don't you inform the folks what he sent out and your opinion on that? 
he sent out basically a way to make everybody pay higher prices in a nutshell. He wants to do a 25 cents a mile tax. And I emailed him back and said, apparently you guys need more money for your slush fund that you don't know how to spend what you have, but the cost will not go to me. It will go directly to the consumer. That's exactly what's going to happen. You want to charge us 25 cents more a mile in another tax. I am passing that directly onto the American public. So my product is going to go up another 25 cents a mile immediately. And it would probably go to 30 or 40 cents because the government can't just stop at 25 cents. You're going to end up paying X amount for filing charges and everything else. You want to raise the tax, that is going to get passed on immediately to the consumer. So in my mind, you have to get used to spending six, seven, eight dollars a gallon for milk, six, seven, eight dollars a gallon for gasoline, twelve dollars for a two by four. Mm-hmm. We are in business in the trucking industry. All owner operators are in this to make money. We are at the point a lot of us are tired of starving and just breaking even. This business, we're not here just to survive to move your goods. We're trying to be a business. And the government has got us to where we're down. So many people are down to where you're just surviving, and we're tired of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm starting here. I'm not hauling the freight, but I'm starting to hear that. I know I'm seeing things where there's companies that are trying to pay more for more drivers to come in, and I'm hearing that freight rates are coming up. But I also hear a lot of the freight rates that are coming up are going to undesirable areas. Is that true? Yeah, and yes, yes. Overall, freight has gone up. But the big thing people need to keep in mind, the way freight has been up until this year, the rates were higher back in the 80s than they are now, were, up until this year. So the cost of our trucks went from 90000 to 180000 but the rate per mile we were getting was still $1.50 a mile to $2 a mile. It's been like that since the 80s. So now costs are where they need to be for us to replace our equipment with outdated stuff, to get newer equipment, to maintain our equipment, to, rate, to have money to pay for all these rising costs. Tires are going up. Insurance is going up. Everything is going up. We are now able to make money where, okay, we can repair things right away, and they want to add all these other bills on top, it's like, we're at a breaking point. You're where we need to be. This is one industry that hasn't gone up with inflation is our pay until right. now, and now you, now you want to take it away. And effectively, what you're saying is, if, if, if something like this passes, and I promise you, it won't be exclusive to truckers, um, you're talking about something that's going to have to be, the trucking industry is going to say, okay, well, like you said, you're going to charge me 25 cents a mile. I'm going to charge the consumers uh, 40 cents a mile. You know, so you're talking yes. every good out there is going to take a, a proportional increase because of this to fund some liberal wet dream of what they feel infrastructure is. I'm embarrassed that John Cornyn put that out. Um, well, this, this, this might be I a call like for to him add, to resign. I would like to add just a, a little thing for people to realize. There's 3.5 million trucks in the country. And even if you just took 3 million, have to have a portion plates, which would be to run across the country. On an average, prices are 100, I mean, 1,000 to 2,500 to 3,500 based on weight of your truck, whatever you're registering for. So we just took that as a round figure at $2,000 times 3 million trucks a year. That's six billion dollars that the government has that's already paid in just for us to register our vehicles. That's one tax that's divided up among every state because so much money is paid, taken out of that, and given to each state based on miles already. That's just just what it costs us to license our trucks. That's six billion dollars nationwide on an av- that's pretty close to an average. That's that's a lot of cheddar. Yeah. Well, apparently they don't have enough. And this is where, when we get into the next segment, we're going to talk about some things that have to be done from the voter in. And, and I will tell you right now, if you're living in a state where either your governor or your legislature is out of touch, 
it's time if, if you, and I really don't care what your political status is. If you consider yourself liberal, if you identify as a liberal, that's fine. Do you want the country to go under? Do you want to go bankrupt? I don't think you do. We might have some differences on how you want to spend it, but at the end of the day, we want a healthy and prosperous America. Look, if you, if, if you are a liberal and you want the government to fund more causes, then the government needs to take in more realistic revenue, not stupid revenue, because stupid revenue is unattainable, unachievable, and unsustainable. And we're reaching unsustainable levels. So we got to change that. And we can change it, but it inquires and involves you. That's the key thing. We have to have your involvement on this stuff because realistically, uh, what Lee and Lisa are talking about here, this is, this is pretty devastating stuff. Lisa, how many miles a year do you guys put on your unit? 100,000? 50,000? Uh, 10,000 a month. So 120,000, 100,000. Yeah. Okay. So that's 120,000. That's $25,000 in taxes just to go with that Mm -hmm. vehicle miles tax. And if anybody thinks that the federal government is going to stop at trucks, (laughs) you need to put down the bong because, uh, you're, you're a little high, and uh, when it clips your, clips your pocketbook, you're not going to be able to buy your, uh, your medicine anymore. All right, folks, we're up against a hard break. <laughs> Hold on. We'll come back to the break. We're up against a yep, hard break. You listen to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. We've got Lisa and Lee Schmidt on the, on the road and on the phone today. We'll pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge. This is our final segment of the show, and unfortunately, it's a short one. We're going to try to jam as much in as we can. We've got Lisa and Lee Schmidt, over-the-road truckers, talking with us about pending legislation that can be devastating to their industry and devastating to your freedoms and pocketbooks. Um, Lisa, we were talking about if they pass the vehicle miles tax, what the other impact would be on current trucking taxes. Have you heard anything on that? No, and that's where nobody themselves that we need to fund the infrastructure. Truck drivers, <clears throat> excuse me, as you say, already pay a miles tax called our IFTA tax. And 
if they add this vehicle miles traveled on top of that and only charge truck drivers, that's totally unfair. There's cars on these roads every single day, too. So if we're going to do a vehicle miles traveled, you know, you say it needs to go to all vehicles, and I agree it does, but then get rid of our IFTA taxes one way or the other. Well, you know, electric cars travel the roads, too, and don't buy gas. So there's a problem. That's one of the reasons we're having the road and bridge fund issues is the electric vehicles. Not only, first off, do they get a seventy five hundred dollar tax credit, um, which they shouldn't be getting. They should they should not get any credit because the average income of electric car buyer is over six figures. Uh, That needs to be gone away. There needs to be a contributing uh, cost going to them and because they can't measure that at the pump. Okay, and that's part of the problems that we have with the road and bridge fund. So there's got to be equity if we're going to do this. Everybody, we're all in agreement. We want infrastructure. We want roads. We want bridges. We actually have to have it as part of our survival. It's how to do it in a smart manner. Okay, and a vehicle miles tax on one segment is not only unfair. It's it's absolutely stupid and ridiculous because at the end of the day, we're all going to pay it. I promise you, if the Schmitz have to spend $25,000 a year in additional taxes, they're going to pass that cost, as is every other trucking company out there. So if you think you're exempt from this conversation, you're not. You have to be a part of it. Now, let's talk about some ways to get involved in what's going on to be a part of it. Now, we talked about earlier on the insurance side of what's happening to go through. And as far as the committee that you can go through, the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science, and Transportation is the one that will be dealing with its side of insurance. So that's something we're going to be watching on communicating. You can go there to commerce.senate.gov. If you're unsure, go to my site, informationedge.net. I've got uh, for government sites a link. You can go down congressional site links, follow the U.S. Senate, and go down, and by golly, there you are for the Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee. Now, on the PRO Act, Lisa, which committee is, uh, is that currently in right now? Uh, Labor Committee, I believe. Okay. That's but gonna it's going to end up, if it goes through on this infrastructure bill, that'll also end up in the Transportation Committee. So that'll go back to that same committee on those. So these are very important committees to go through. And same thing on the vehicle miles tax. So what do you do with this? Well, when you go to these committees, folks, you can go through, you can hear about who the subcommittees are, and that'll tell you what these are, and call these senators, okay? Email these senators. Call the staff. Now, number one, don't be rude to the staff. Don't be rude to the senators. We're not going to agree with everything they vote on, okay? I can tell you right now, nine times out of 10, I'm not going to agree with the Democratic Senator. But if they're doing something right, I'm going to let them know. If the Arizona Senators right now are the roadblock to the PRO Act, I may not agree with anything else they vote for, but I'm going to agree with that, and I'm going to let them know. Thank you for taking a stand. You should do the same. On the insurance issue, you need to call every one of those senators and let them know. This is a problem. You cannot do this. And, and we've been told what's going to happen. It's going to hit us in the pocketbook. I don't want to be pay, paying this. Same thing on the vehicle miles tax. Matter of fact, if you guys are not contacting Senator John Cornyn and blowing up his email and his phone lines, I don't mean that literally with a bomb. I'm talking about with action. Okay. I'm talking about making calls, sending emails, going to the website and say, what do you mean a 25 cent vehicle miles tax? John, have you lost your mind? And every other senator that is out there supporting this, and by the way, there's a lot of bipartisan support for a vehicle miles tax, okay? Here's the problem. I'm not opposed to looking at it. My issue is I'm not going to give them a doorway to $4 trillion where they can find a way, because I promise you, if they get this through on this amount of money, this is only the beginning. And here's the worst part. Um, I want you guys, Lisa, describe to our listeners what you have to do to track your miles. Every state line, we have to write down the odometer reading. And then at the end of each quarter, we have to file a document with how many miles were traveled in each state. And that gets multiplied by our particular truck miles per gallon, what what our truck gets. Our truck gets somewhere between 5.5 and 5.9. So if we didn't buy enough fuel in that state, 
to make up for the number of miles we ran in that state at our 5.5, you know, miles per gallon rate, then we have to pay extra taxes. So it's a quarterly report. It's keeping track of every mile. We drive on every road in every state and reporting every quarter. And, you know, usually, huh? Every fuel that we buy in that state credits our taxes because they take it right at the pump. And if we don't pay enough at the pump, then we pay more at the end of each quarter. That sounds like a colossal pain in the ass. It is. <laughs> okay. And that's what every consumer will go through if they get a vehicle miles travel tax. They will have some way of tracking your vehicle to find out what state you're in and what taxes you're paying. And guess what, folks? you're driving a private passenger car or a pickup truck or a light commercial vehicle, there's this thing called a black box that's been in your car for over 20 years. They already know what you're driving. Oh, we'll have to talk about that on another show because I'm liable to get a hmm. cease and desist letter from uh, a certain divisions of the federal government we won't name on this show, but I'm telling you it's out there. And if they pass it for one, they're going to pass it for all. And it's another way into your hip pocket. It cannot stop. So, so take... What we've given you today, H.R. 2687, the PRO Act, the, the vehicle miles tax, go to the Senate Commerce and Transportation Committee, get involved, make those calls, because guess what? Your calls are already making a difference. We saw the difference on H.R. 1, Senate version, Senate Bill 1. It's going to die because not enough senators were going to sign off on it. Now, they're going to try to blow it out and get it on other things. You can make a difference on this, and all you're doing is helping yourself and helping the American dream. Hey, guys, I want to thank you all for being a part of the show. Um, uh, it's it's always special when you call in. Be careful out there, and uh, you know, don't uh, don't take any loads in any place that's not safe. No, we watch that a lot. But thanks for having us. It's been great. All right. Yeah, thank All right, you. Folks. All right, folks. Let me give you some social media real quick. If you want to follow me? You can follow me on uh, Twitter, Gab and Parlor at DGNC65. You can follow me on Facebook at informationedge.net, and you can also follow me on LinkedIn at Darren Yance. It's been a pleasure bringing this show to you today. I hope it was inform informative, educational, and I uh, hope you had a good time listening to it as well. I'll be back next week with more information for you that's going to help you be a better voter, be a more informed consumer, and hopefully show you how to be involved in making change where change needs to be made. This is Darren Yancey for the Information Edge podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Information Edge. Please join your host, Darren Yancey, again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have more to share then.